What's up, guys? This is Jay Shear, host of the Story Geeks podcast, and also executive director and chief storyteller for the Reclamation Society. And today's podcast is going to be a little bit different than usual. Normally, as you know, we dive into a geek story, be it sci-fi, fantasy, or a lot of comic book stuff. Um, but today, we're going to be uh, doing something a little bit different because today is the Reclamation Society's one-year anniversary. So the Reclamation Society has been around for about a year. About half that time has been spent doing podcasts as well, but we've also been working on other stuff. So really wanted to talk about the story of how the Reclamation Society came to be, why we exist, why you should care about the fact that we exist, and just talk a little bit more about how we got here. We hope you stick around to listen to our story because we think it's actually an interesting one and one that may matter to you uh, in the long term. I'm going to start out with my personal story, and this goes back a long way because it goes back all the way to when I was a kid, and specifically um, back to my preteen years. So in my preteen years, I had already become a huge geek. So I'm talking about somebody who watches Star Wars nonstop. I'm watching Indiana Jones nonstop. Uh, between Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Empire Strikes Back, I don't know which one of those to choose as my favorite movie of all time. And I hope you don't make me choose one because I love both of those movies. I'm also a huge Batman fan and I'm also a big um, Spider-Man fan, more so at the time for Spider-Man. And I'm a geek. I love this stuff. Super interesting to me. I'm reading as many stories as I can, um, mostly watching a lot of movies as well. In fact, uh, I used to pretend that I was Han Solo. We would come up with these completely ridiculous Star Wars stories. My brother was Luke Skywalker. Um, and even at this time, I was even starting to dabble in writing stories as well. So I was on the side writing stories as I would play the Star Wars, as I'd watch Star Wars. And um, super excited to be a geek. And it was really good to be a geek back then. Honestly, if you uh, grew up in the 80s like I did, then you know that it was super cool to be a geek at that point in time. Then in the early 90s, like I said, when I was a preteen, uh, this like big freight train hit my family. And that was that my mom actually um, got breast cancer. So, and I can even still remember the time um, being in the car. Uh, I'm in the car uh, with my cousin and my brothers and we're playing Micro Machines. And if you're a child of the 80s, you know what Micro Machines are. There's these little tiny cars you can play with. And um, my mom was coming back from her doctor's appointment. She gets in the car and she's like, well, I have breast cancer. So um, like I said, hit us like a freight train. We were not expecting that. And um, that was a rough one. So now we're having to process like, what does it mean that my mom has cancer? And it wasn't just that either. I mean, if that was the only thing that had happened, that would have been um, bad enough. But uh, just in my block, it's like my block was like cursed or something because my friend who lived behind me, his mom also got cancer. And then two blocks over, another friend of mine who wasn't quite as close to me, but we were still, we would still hang out. Um, his mom passed away in a car accident. And so these things like, uh, they just hit, hit you really hard, especially when you're that age, you just, you know, we'd like to think, well, at least I would like to think I grew up in a home that was very, um, I grew up in a good home. Okay. I was very privileged to be with, um, two parents who love me. Um, good parents, uh, nobody's perfect obviously, but, but I really had a good home life. And so when something comes and interrupts your life like that, you're just not expecting it. And that, especially at that age, I know some people have gone through some really tough things even before that. So don't hear me saying that, um, 
that that this is the worst thing that could happen, but it was really bad because especially for someone like me, I didn't know how to process some of these things yet. And the really the thing that made it really difficult was that I love these geek stories and I'm into these geek stories and I'm into the comics and I'm into the Star Wars like I keep talking about. Um, but at the end of the day, they could not give me enough comfort. So they were they were great as escapism, right? So what would happen to me is um, I would be considering the fact that my, my mom had cancer. And by the way, she had a pretty bad form of it. So she had stage three um it had gone into some of her lymph nodes so made it stage three um i guess at the time there's probably more research now but at the time there were two types of breast cancer one of which was like a fast spreading very aggressive kind and then the other kind and that was like 20 percent of women get that and then like 80 percent of women get the other kind which is slower it's not as impactful it's not quite as bad it's much more treatable well, my mom had the bad kind. Um, stage three, she fit in the 20% of women who had the other kind. And like I said, the geek stories that I was engaging in were fantastic. I love them. But they didn't give me a lot to work with when I was processing whether or not my mom would live or die or what would happen to her if she did die. Um, and that made... It very challenging. So at the end of the day, I would be, you know, and all day long, I'd be invested in the geek stories. I'd be watching Star Wars. We'd go play Star Wars with my brother, um, both brothers. And then at the, at, the, at the end of the day, at nighttime, and my room was at the, at the end of the hall too. So it made it even worse. Like I was at the far end of the hall all by myself. I'd go back, get into bed, it'd be all dark. And um, I'd basically cry myself to sleep because I didn't, I didn't know what else to do. That was just... There's just this overwhelming sense of the fact that I didn't know how to process the fact that my mom could die at any minute, that my friend's moms um, had uh, had also died, and what was I supposed to do with that, right? And you've probably been in the same situation, and maybe you weren't even a preteen. Maybe maybe this happened to you, you know, like several years back or something. Like these are the things that life throws in front of us that are very difficult, and. I know that you know Indiana Jones talked about um, the Ark of the Covenant and the um, Sankara stones, if I'm pronouncing that right, and also the you know the the Holy Grail, um, which the Holy Grail like was supposed to bring about eternal life, but like what happens if you don't have a Holy Grail? So I think, and then of course in Star Wars you have, you know, some of the Jedi can become Force ghosts, but how does that really work out? Because not everybody becomes a force ghost. Some of them just will become one with the force after they die. So that that wasn't helpful for me in processing um, what was going on with my mom. Um, Batman, obviously, they have Lazarus pits. But for the most part, Batman's about a story about justice and a very human story about justice and what it means to be involved in fighting injustice. And at the end of the day, all of these things were very difficult for me to bring meaning from those properties and those stories, which I loved, into my situation. And so, like I said, I would go to bed and I would just start crying. I mean, I didn't know what else to do. And 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 I'm not even a crier. Like, I'm not really much of a crier, but that's what that's how much the emotions were, um, were really digging into me. And part of me realizes now that those stories weren't asking me to consider anything deeper necessarily. Yes, they did offer some really cool perspectives on um, 
justice and corruption and what it means to be a hero. Like that was fantastic. But when it came to processing death um, or even understanding like the purpose of life, uh, those narratives did not have as much hope as I would have liked. Now, fortunately for me, both of my parents were very spiritual. So I had other spiritual narratives going on. And for me, that spiritual narrative was Jesus Christ. So if you've studied Jesus Christ's teachings at all, it is very much about what the purpose of life is and what happens after you die and some of those kinds of things. And it, those, that narrative, for me, what I found is that narrative is very hopeful. It is a, and it's not about like this, it's not about hope like in the Superman context where this alien from Krypton has come on, come in and, and he's gonna save us while we're in this world. It goes beyond that. It goes beyond that question of well, what happens after you die? What narrative are you listening to? Or am I listening to that talks about what happens after we die? And there's multiple answers for these narratives, right? I, my, my narrative, um, the one that I believe in, is through Jesus Christ. You might find other narratives that you believe in, but the, at the end of the day, you, you have to be you know, asking that, that deeper, that, those deeper questions because at the end of the day, those, your understanding and interpretation of the world is going to come from probably a narrative, whatever that narrative is. Um, it's important that we engage in those things. So... You know, it's not about um, an alien from Krypton who's going to rescue us from another alien invader or uh, a really greedy businessman. Um, this is about, like, why is there evil in the world? Why does evil exist? Why, um, what sort of hope should we have? What sort of, sort of hope should we cling to? Um, where are we going to get peace and joy and love? Where do those things come up? Where do they come from, Right. And that narrative that I had through um, spirituality was a fantastic narrative that helped me process the world around me. Uh, and there were times when my mom got really sick and there was no other narrative that I could go to. Um, but I had the narrative of Jesus Christ to comfort me and to bring me hope and peace and joy and love in a way that a lot of um, a lot of other narratives could not. So that left me, um, I'll just continue telling my story, but that left me with a finding that there was a hole in some of the geek stories that I was engaging in at the time, of course. And this is, like I said, back in the early nineties at this point. Well, my mom goes into remission. So that was amazing. Um, my mom goes into remission and she went, ended up going into remission for 17 years. And I'll circle back to her story because it's really important for me. But I'm just going to fast forward to college really quick because college was really impactful on me. So after my mom had cancer, I got really into writing and um, my interest in writing is growing. Uh, and as I'm going to college, one of the things that I was thinking about was majoring in creative writing because I love telling stories. Story, telling, storytelling for me is a really important part of my um, vocation. It's, it's what makes... Uh, my work exciting. It's what makes me, the Reclamation Society exciting for me is the storytelling piece of things. And so I go to, I was going to think about majoring in creative writing. And I, by the way, I did not have any creativity in the way I cho chose a college. Um, literally, I was going to go to a com local community college 
And my parents said, well, you have the grades, you can get into a four-year college. And I was like, no, okay, that, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, and then one day my dad goes, well, you can always go to a specific university. Um, that'd be a place where you could go. And I said, okay, why not? I'll apply there. And so I ended up going there. I did not major in creative writing. Because one of the things that I knew is that my dad, who is um, an entrepreneur, um, he and my uncle had purchased a business and they were running a business. Um, what I knew was that creative writers a majority of them did not make any money. And I also wanted to, you know, one day think about providing for a family. And so I majored in marketing instead of majoring in creative writing because I figured that if I majored in marketing, uh, at some point in time, I could figure out how to market my own stories and could maybe pursue that later in life. So I did that. I took some writing courses on the side, which was fantastic. Um, and I really wanted to write at that point in time, I wanted to write escapist stories. Again, this is the way that I had modeled to me, right? My favorite stories were more of an escapist type of story. And so these stories, you know, and when I say that, what I mean is like stories that aren't really that serious. They um, are a little bit more uh, shallow in terms of their depth. And they're super cool. And I love, I love some of those kinds of stories. Like I said, these stories that I am engaging in, I mean, there's a lot of geek stories that are pretty shallow that's basically like you know let's put two massive characters together and they'll just fight that's totally cool i'm totally cool with that um however those stories had stopped resonating with me emotionally and i remember there was a narrative um back at apu amongst some of the people that i was working with that i was writing with and they they had sort of said like hey you don't need to be deep in your stories necessarily your stories can reveal truth in like very simple ways and for a while I bought into that, but then that started to wear off on me. And I was like, man, what are these stories that I'm writing even saying, right? Um, college was also where I met Nathan Sheck, my co the co-founder of the Reclamation Society and a longtime writing partner. And he does, he's an illustrator. He does lots of amazing illustrations. Uh, so Nathan Sheck and I both went to APU together, although he was, he and I did not know each other for most of college. The first time I met Nathan, and here's my here's my funny story, right? Um, I was uh, based on my grades and whatever. I was um, offered to be a part of uh, the honors society there. It's the Alpha Chi like honor society, and so I walk into the Alpha Chi office, the honor society office, and I go, um, "Yeah, I'm, I got this letter, and I'm here to sign up for Alpha Chi." And at that point in time is when I realized that they should have completely revoked, completely revoked my honor society. If you walk in and you pronounce the name of the honor society wrong, um, yeah, that's that's not good. They should just revoke your privileges right there on the spot. But they didn't. They let me still be uh, inducted into Alpha Chi. And actually, that's where I um, first met Nathan. So Nathan and his wife, Rosemary, were being inducted into Alpha Chi as well. Um, and then Nathan and I actually started working together at the university. So we both got jobs post-college working at the university and um, got to know Nathan a little bit. Nathan is actually sort of, a, I've, I've talked about Nathan before, he's sort of a behind the scenes kind of guy, uh, super intelligent, super logical. One of the things that he helps me with a lot with stories is that he'll go down and break a story down into, well, you know, the motivation for this character means that like, would they really do that? Cause that's completely illogical. I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. Um, so it's great to have Nathan. It's like a partner in crime with the story development. 
Um, but one of the things, so uh, Nathan's really quiet, um, but he and I started to get to know one another because we were both huge fans of some of the computer games from the late 90s. And so we would, you know, we'd get to work, we'd start talking about the computer games. Sometimes we even, after work was over, we would use the university network and play games, pretend that um, no one heard that. But yeah, we'd use, we'd go play games um, uh, after work. And uh, so I started hanging out with Nathan and I, and this is a funny story about Nathan. This is how, this is how you know that Nathan is, um, wants to be more of a behind the scenes kind of person. Uh, my, my best friend and Nathan and I had been working together at university, uh, the university marketing department for like six months. And I turned to Nathan and my friend, my other friend is here too. And I said, I said to Nathan, I go, um, Oh, you're gonna go hang out and do something cool with your wife this weekend? And my friend turns around and goes like, "Wait a minute, you're married?" So we worked together for six months, and my friend didn't even know that Nathan was married. Uh, Nathan, does, it does not say words that he does not need to say, uh, which is really good, by the way. Uh, so Nathan and I started working together because when I figured out that he was an illustrator, I um, I actually had an idea. And I wanted to draw some of this stuff because I've been very interested in drawing, but I was not that good. And I knew I was not that good. So I had this idea um, for putting together a classic newspaper serial-like thing. So back in the day, there used to be these classic newspaper serials where every single week, a new segment of a story would come out. And every time the segment of the story came out, there was usually an illustration that went with it. And usually it came out once a week. So I wanted to do that because one of the things that I struggled with as a writer, and if you're a writer, you may struggle with this too, is that when it came to longer works, I would get frustrated somewhere in the middle of the work and I would just abandon it. So I started a lot of stories and didn't finish a lot of stories. And that's kind of natural for some writers. Um, but for me, I just like didn't have the patience and so I gave it up. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to say, I'm going to release um, a segment every single week and that way the story will build itself over time, but I'm really just working on it in chunks that can be finished and be done. But I also knew that uh, I didn't want to, you know, obviously newspapers had stopped publishing these types of stories anyways. And so what I wanted to do was create a blog that people could follow along with the story the whole time. And so I said to Nathan, I said, hey, you want to join me on this project? Um, I, I want to do a story that's a serial story that uh, is released on a, on a blog and you could be the illustrator for it and be my story consultant because you're awesome at, um, you know, looking into the stories deeper and kind of letting me know where my logic is failing and like where the characters could be tweaked and everything. And he said, yes. So that's how Nathan and I first um, started working together creatively. And we came up with Time Slingers and we actually had a, a whole first season of Time Slingers. Um, it's not a part of the Reclamation Society and I'll talk about that in a minute why it's not. But you can go buy Time Slingers Season 1 even right now. We published that in 2012. So if you head over to Amazon and search for Time Slingers, two things will come up. Our Time Slingers um, st story and then also uh, the Time Slingers movie that came out, which is not related to, ours, to our story at all. Completely different deal. That was fun. It was fun to publish that. But... That story was one of those bubblegum stories I was talking about. It was pretty shallow. It was not a lot of depth to that story. So because of that, because of the lack of depth, I was like, man, I really, I really would like to get into deeper storytelling. And I even gotten into a little bit deeper of storytelling because I've become a part of the 168 Film Project. 168 Film Project is a 
filmmaking competition. It's out here in Los Angeles. Um, and you basically are given uh, a Bible verse, of all things, to base an entire short film off of. And they came up with uh, a screenwriting contest called the Rite of Passage Screenwriting Con Competition as part of 168. And I started participating in that. Oh, I think back in uh, 2010 was the first year. It might have been 2009 that I participated in that. So I'm, I'm really getting into the screenwriting um, side of things as well. But this is where this um, all these things start to culminate for me. So the first thing that comes up is that I'm getting pretty tired of writing shallow stories. And I'm like, man, if I'm going to write something, I want, it to, I want it to say something. And I'm even thinking back to when I was a kid and I'm going, oh, all those shallow stories, they were great and they allowed me to escape, but that's all they allowed me to do. They didn't allow me to process some of these deeper things and they didn't prompt me to ask like really deep questions. They prompted me to ask questions, just not as deep of questions as I would have liked to have asked. So um, that's kind of, you know, bubbling up in me. The next thing that happens is that I'm participating in this 168 film project competition, which is Christian films, okay? And what I'm starting to recognize about the Christian filmmaking is that most Christian films are made for Christians. You know, that's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, nor am I saying there's anything wrong with it. And I really appreciate 168 and I will continue to work with them in the future, I'm sure. But for me, what I was trying to think of was like, well, I actually have fun asking deeper questions and then having a discussion about that with my friends. So I don't really want to just reach Christians. I actually want to just be able to ask questions of everybody um, for us to start a dialogue that would be cool, that would ask some of these deeper questions and then answer some of those deeper questions and we could have a really fun um, dialogue about it. And by the way, like it's not easy to have those discussions, right? Um, especially now with social media and stuff, it's much easier to just put your belief system out there and then like criticize other people for their belief system. Well, I'm not really into that. I'd rather have a conversation with you um, where we could both go away thinking, oh, you know what? I was, I'm, I'm better because I had that, dis that, that discussion. Even if we don't change each other's minds at all, it's better to have the discussion. So I'm kind of saying, okay, don't, I'm not into to shallow storytelling right now. I don't want to just make Christian films. I want to make films that everybody can have a discussion around. And on top of that, um, this is about 2011, 2012, my mom's cancer came back. Only this time it was stage four. Uh, it was already in her bones by the time we realized it had come back. And um, it eventually went to her, to her brain. And um, my mom actually passed away in 2012. Um, right before we published Time Slingers, actually. And that was another pretty crippling blow for me. So I don't know about you guys, but um, I am, I'm married now, and my wife is for sure my best friend. Um, she's the person that I'm most intimate with. She knows um, kind of how I'm thinking and how I'm wired. But my mom was the person in my life who was actually the most like me. So uh, just, just the way my mom was in the way that, that she acted and the way that she thought, uh, for some reason, I got a majority of those genes and I'm, I just, my mom and I just immediately would click, right? Like I understood her, she understood me. We were very similar. Um, I could process the world easier with her and stuff like that. So when she, when she passed away, that was a really heavy, heavy blow. And all of the same feelings that I had when I was a kid came back full force. 
Um, but this time again, I had my other narrative. So, so like the Christian films, like to me, those don't help me process the world all that much because they're going out there. And as opposed to like asking deeper questions necessarily, a lot of them are just like feeding you sort of a line or feeding you a worldview. Um, so that narrative doesn't help me either. So escapism, you know, is cool, but it doesn't help me. Um, in the Christian films, you know, they have a perspective and they just stick to that perspective. Um, but those narratives weren't helping me. The only narrative that was still helping me was the narrative of the story of Jesus Christ and how I could apply Jesus Christ with hope and love and joy and peace. And that was amazing. Um, but now I'm looking at the world and I'm going, um, okay, so I want to process deeper questions. That's what I want to do. Uh, where do I have the ability to do that? Now, granted, the in the time from when I was a preteen to now, it's like 20 odd years, right? I'm in my mid 30s now. Um, there have been deeper stories that have asked deeper questions. And that's awesome. Um, and it gives us a chance to talk about those things in greater detail, which is amazing. Uh, but I also wanted to have to prompt um, questions in, from some of the ways that I wanted to do that. I wanted to, to have discussions about what it means, what truth means, what is true. I wanted to do that from my own perspective and I wanted to tell deeper stories. So that's when um, I really got into startup culture. So startup culture is kind of similar to some creative cultures in a way, um, although very different because it's all about business, right? So startups is like being an entrepreneur. And I, I did a couple startups um, on the side and those were super fun and I really enjoyed them. And then it kind of hit me that I could take my passion for storytelling and also this passion to ask deeper questions and I could create a startup, a startup, in this case, I created a startup nonprofit. Um, and this is where the Reclamation Society came from. So I basically went to Nathan and I said, Nathan, I have this idea. I want to start a nonprofit whose focus is to tell stories that that raise deeper questions. They're not going to be Christian stories because, again, that marketplace is only reaching Christians. But I want these stories to prompt deeper questions. I do want them to prompt questions like what happens after you die or what is human nature? What is what are human beings like? How, why are they like that? We need to, I feel like we need to ask ourselves those questions. Let's ask really meaningful questions so that we can process the world together and we can drive discussion around these things. So I said, hey, do you want to start this company? We, he said, yes. We came up with the name, the Reclamation Society. I don't, that was just kind of like one day we just kind of randomly came up with the Reclamation Society. Um, but we both thought it was cool and we, and we ran with it. Um, started the nonprofit in 2016, February of 2016. And... We thought, okay, so we, we knew we wanted to do um, deeper stories and we know we also wanted to have discussions around the deep stories and even some of the shallow stories, honestly, that exist in the geek marketplace. So there is a lot of discussion around geek stuff already, um, but we wanted to dig even deeper into deeper questions that explored the things we talked about. So our, our basic premise is that we wanna explore geek stories and explore the what they tell us about spirituality 
what they tell us about human beings and human nature and our relationship to spiritual things, but also to each other. And then finally, um, the relationships we have with uh, the world, with one another, with the government, all of those big topics that we can really dive deep into and get into a lot of interesting discussions about. That's why the Reclamation, was, Reclamation Society was started. So we could engage people with those kinds of topics. So that's really how the idea came up. That's really when we launched the Reclamation Society, we went through a program called um, Wayfair Labs, which they're actually changing their name right now as we speak, but it was a fantastic program. It allowed us to formulate all of our ideas. And then at that point, it was all about like, well, now what do we do? What do we launch next? And so one of the cool things that had come up with um, the 168 Film Project is that I met a lot of cool people and a lot of those people were thinking about the marketplace in the way that I was thinking about the marketplace. What I mean by that is they were people, spiritual people, people of faith who also wanted to impact the world and who also did not want to just tell Christian stories to the Christian marketplace. So I met these awesome people like Mike Rinaldi, um, Chris Gooch, Doug Braddock, uh, Marianne Holland, all of these people I met as a part of the 168 Film Project. And a couple of those people I had conversations with, and I told them what we were thinking about doing. Uh, Marianne was on board from the very beginning. She was super excited about it. Uh, and I actually approached, Nathan and I approached Marianne because one of the things that we were really excited about was that in 2016, if you guys remember, Lucasfilm and Disney announced the Star Wars fan film contest was back. I haven't even heard anything about it for 2017, so I don't know if they're going to do it again or not, but in 2016, that was coming back. And one of the things that I thought could be applied to that contest is because I hadn't really seen very many Star Wars fan films that had really deep storytelling or asked really deep questions. Uh, there was a lot of amazing Star Wars fan films, but a lot of them are you know super cool costumes and really good... Um, special effects and choreography, but usually the story depth is fairly shallow, which is all super cool. And, um, and I'm not putting that down, but I thought, you know what, we should apply this concept of asking deeper questions to the Star Wars universe. How cool would that be? Not only can, you know, how, how, how many people can, can say that they, um, they wrote and produced a Star Wars story. Uh, that's a pretty amazing thing to do. So if you created a fan film or if you're thinking about it, I like highly encourage you to go do it. It's an amazing process. And, and we, so we dove into it and we got Marianne and her husband, Kristen, on board as producers. Marianne is an actress, so she's going to be one of our leads. She had a bunch of contacts. We brought on um, Lucas Colombo and Ben Anklum. Uh, we brought on Megan Imms and we brought on Ruth Baldwin and... Um, Eric Wilson. I mean, we brought on this like Maddie Curley, Brandon Bird. We brought on all these people. I, I, I'm probably forgetting someone and, who's really critical to this whole thing. But we put together a Hollywood crew, a really good Hollywood crew that I um, was super stoked to work with. And we said, we're going to create a deeper Star Wars fan film. At that point in time, uh, my wife and I were dealing with a situation where we were both being bullied and 
I took that scenario and said, you know what? I'd like to create an anti-bullying fan film. And by when I say anti-bullying, again, we ask deeper questions. We do not just have a PSA out there, right? So we are not about the, well, you shouldn't go around bullying people. No, I want to ask a deeper question, which is what that film, I think, does, which is this question. What really happens when verbal abuse and bullying occur in a community? And in this case, it happens between two sisters. I'm not going to tell you any more about it because uh, you can go watch the movie yourself um, and just process what emotions come up when that movie ends. What do you feel? How do you feel? What do you think justice looks like? What do you think like rec reconciliation should be? Like those are the kind of questions that I want us to be asking of a Star Wars fan film. So yes, there's a cool lightsaber battle, but what does the story really ask us to consider? And Star Wars is great for that, by the way, because we've seen some really, uh, really deep star stories in Star Wars. In fact, the last um, the last Star Wars film that came out, when at least when you're if you're hearing this in in 2000 early 2017, was Rogue One. Rogue One has some has some depth to it. It actually had some spiritual, some pretty deep spiritual themes about what it means to be faithful. Um, and we've also seen some stories coming out of the Old Republic, especially the Coder stories, Knights of the Old Republic stories. Those are some pretty deep stories. Uh, I love that. I think that's phenomenal. So we tried to take channel some of that depth and put it in ours. So hopefully you get that. Hopefully it's hopefully you you like that. It's cool. We have two female leads, which is also amazing. So go check that out. It's on YouTube, or you can just go to www.reclamationsociety.org. The link will be in the show notes. You can watch that film, and you can even ask those questions of yourself. Um, so that was cool. We did Star Wars Rivals. That was our big product launch for 2016. And when I say product, um, you know, we just we we're a nonprofit, so we're all based off donations. So if no one gives to us, it's almost it was impossible for us to tell stories. Um, and we can't make any money off the Star Wars fan film because that's not our property. We're basically, you know, I'm super thankful that we're able to make it because Lucasfilm and Disney are so generous with that property. Um, but we don't make any money off that. So we, um, but we can tell those stories if we get donations from people. And people were super generous last year and we're very grateful for that. We do have an idea for a sequel. So if you want to donate to us um, and you want to see us do a sequel for Star Wars rivals we actually have some pretty cool concepts that we want to throw out there so go watch the film leave us a comment on the film or like like it like make sure you you, you let us know what you think of it um, and just consider those questions uh, as well if you do watch it the other thing that we wanted to do and this is where this podcast came up is that we wanted to start a podcast that like i said there have been a lot of really deep stories that have come out in the geek arena and so what we wanted to do was we wanted to be able to have deeper discussions about those stories and we thought the best way to do that would be to start a podcast so we started the what was the reclamation society podcast and that was always super redundant because it was always the reclamation society podcast by the reclamation society and we didn't really want to keep that name long term um so we we changed the name uh about just about a week ago actually a couple weeks ago uh, we changed the name to the Story Geeks Podcast because that's what we really are. We're story geeks. We love deep, compelling stories, and we love to talk about them, especially in the geek world. So we we talk about, and you know this if you listen to this podcast, we talk about sci-fi, 
We talk about fantasy and we talk about comic books. And a lot of what we've done so far is about comic books. We've thrown some sci-fi in there. But one of these days, we're going to tackle the Lord of the Rings series. I don't know how in the world we're going to do that because it's going to be the longest podcast you've ever heard. But we will figure out a way to do that too. And um, yeah, that's the story of the Reclamation Society. That's, you know, I I find that a lot of times these days um, we get caught up in talking about things that don't matter as much as they could, you know, and like, I want to ask questions about why, what's the purpose of life? Why are we living? Um, you know, when we come across things like, you know, when we have family members who are sick or if we have family members who even pass away, like my mom did, you know, that's crushing. That's really, really crushing. I, I was really depressed for a while. Um, had a lot of anxiety after my mom passed away. And if I didn't have, um, the narrative of hope and joy and peace, um, and it's, I know that's weird to say because at the same time you're like, well, how can you have hope and joy and peace and feel love when you're dealing with grief like that? But I have a narrative that comes from Jesus Christ that says that this world is not the only thing. Um, this is not, and it's certainly not the most important thing, that there's actually a spiritual world beyond this one and that I am loved and that my identity is, um, my identity is more than just you know, just me. And that, that brings me hope. And so I want to ask questions that bring you hope. What are those things that, you know, you're driven to where you go, man, what is it? What does justice look like? And why is the world so unjust? And how will it ever be fixed? You know, those are really interesting questions. And a lot of creators are sort of tackling some of those. And they're leaving those questions open so that we get to answer them. And that's what we want to do as well. So that's what the Reclamation Society does. We ask questions. Um, we do. We tell stories that hopefully prompt those questions as well. So what can you do to get involved? Well, the first thing you can do is you can subscribe to this podcast. We try to do one once a week. We even have some guest hosts like Daryl Smith that have come in and doing an amazing job. So that's fantastic. Um, also, share your perspective. So when we do a podcast, like we have Imsy, uh, which is our discussion board. You, it's in the, the link is in the show notes. It's always in the show notes. You can go click on MZ and start a, to start a discussion there. If you think um, that somebody is uh, wrong, like for example, we had a podcast recently where the host, I wasn't on this podcast, but the host said, oh, we think that this character is a Christian. Well, I saw on Facebook, somebody else came back and said like, oh, I don't see that character as a Christian at all. That's awesome. Like what a cool discussion to have about what traits this person has. So cool to have discussions about that especially discussion discussions that are not hostile we're not into hostile discussions you can have a strong opinion that's totally cool be cool about it though right like don't be a jerk other ways you can get involved subscribe to our email so if you go over to reclamationsociety.org you can subscribe subscribe to our email we'll let you know about stuff that's coming up you can also donate to us donations are huge because donations allow us to tell more stories and they allow us to do things like we're gonna we are um, hosting for example the geek awards well, we wouldn't be able to host that if we didn't have donors. That's what we're able to do. We're able to tell stories. We're able to do this podcast with really solid audio quality and with really great guests. And we're um, able to do, um, you know, really cool stuff like the Geek Awards because people are willing to get behind what we're doing. And they love that we ask deeper questions and they want to they ask those deeper questions as well. So please donate to us. You can go to reclamationsociety.org slash give. Very easy to get there. 
Um, also, the other thing you can do is that we actually do have stories that are coming out that you can purchase. So like I talked about before, if we have like a Star Wars fan film, we can't sell that. But what we can do is sell some of the stories that come out of our own um, uh, intellectual property. And we have a new story coming out called Death of a Bounty Hunter. And if you like Stephen King's Dark Tower series, you're going to like this. So we intended to write a story that was, in fact, a story I had written um, as a part of the 168 film project, actually, this was actually a top 10 story. It was, I believe it was a, I believe it came in fourth place. Uh, Mike Rinaldi actually was my, my mentor on that story. And back then it was called the silver cross. It's now called death of a bounty hunter. And it's a story that dives into the question of what does forgiveness look like? What does it mean to be forgiven? Um, can anyone be forgiven? And how should we be forgiven? How should we forgive one another? And what does that look like? Um, I know that that sounds like, it sounds like it's gonna be uh, a spiritual story and it is, but it also has a dude with a Gatling gun grafted into his arm. <laughs> so it is uh, very much a Western slash sci-fi slash steampunk slash fantasy. And we're going to be producing more stories, uh, telling more stories. I'm the writer on that story. Nathan illustrates. We brought. We were also bringing on another illustrator to help us with some of the illustrations. So we think it's going to be super cool. If you want to purchase that, please do so. Um, if you're listening to this in a couple of months, it's probably already available for purchase. Uh, but if it's, you can always go look at our website. And if it's not out for purchase yet, subscribe to our email, and we'll let you know when it comes out. So yeah, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to our email, donate to us. That would be so cool of you if you would donate to us. Uh, we're also going to start a Patreon account so you can actually support our podcast specifically on Patreon. And we're going to have some cool reward tiers for you, which would be awesome. Um, and also, uh, you know, we get a chance to talk to other creators that are out there. We've had uh, Mike Gordon on the program. We've had Bobby Nash on the program. Daryl Smith has been on the program. Um, Isaac Johnson has been on the program. Sandra Demas, um, Karina Fabian. All of these people, we're able to have them on our shows because of your guys' generosity and the fact that you donate to our um, nonprofit. So you also get the tax deduction. So don't forget you get the tax deduction because we're a nonprofit, which is amazing. So. I hope you enjoyed this particular podcast. I know that it was not diving deeper into a geek story, although it was diving into my story a little bit more, and I am a huge geek. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. I hope that it was impactful to you. If you're going through something with um, a family member or a friend and you're struggling through that, please feel free to reach out to us. Just let, just let us know, and we will be happy to... Um, just show some support. So if you're going through something and, um, and you want to let us know about it, write to us at society at gmail.com. That is also in the show notes. And we'll definitely be thinking about you. All right. With that, I will conclude this particular podcast. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed it. And um, we'd love to have you on board as a Reclamation Society member and as a subscriber to the Story Geeks podcast. Thank you for listening. And we always say at the end of our podcast, and this is why we say it, now you know why we say this, question everything in the stories that you read, watch, or listen to. Question everything in those stories. Why? Because you should be seeking the truth. And hopefully you will find it. Until next time.